When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome to an all-new season of True Crime Never Sleeps. On this season, we dive deep into some of the most infamous solved and unsolved heists in history. From D.B. Cooper to the Geezer Bandit. Tune in on YouTube or any major podcast platform. True Crime Never Sleeps Podcast. I'm your host, Larry Elise. Today we're diving into another episode of the True Crime Never Sleeps Podcast, Season 4, where we dive into the unsolved heights of history. First, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Pondex, for sponsoring this episode. Pondex is the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or gamify their podcast. Simply shuffle up, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com and use the code Larry21 for 10% off your order. That's L-A-R-R-Y-2-1 for 10% off your order. And now let's get into it, shall we? Today we're diving in to the infamous Dunbar heist. It all started September 13th, 1997. This time of night, downtown Los Angeles is quiet far cry from the bustling city center it is during the day. It's a typical shift at the Dunbar Armored Facility. Little do the guards know that they are soon to become victims in one of the largest and most audacious robberies in American history. 30-year-old Alan Pace III is the Regional Safety Inspector for Dunbar Armored Incorporated. He seems diligent in his duties, and his co-workers like him. He's known for playing pranks. What no one knows is that Alan is a criminal mastermind who has big plans. Number one on his list is to rob the downtown L.A. Dunbar Armored Facility, a depot where armored trucks drop off and pick up cash en masse from businesses all over the city. Alan turns to his trusted childhood friends Eugene Hill, Eric Boyd, Freddie McCrary Jr., Terry Brown Sr., and Thomas Johnson for help. 
Allen studies the security measures of the facility, learns the schedules of everyone on the night shift, even takes pictures of the interior rooms and hallways of the depot. Other employees assume that the picture taking must be part of Allen's job since he oversees worker safety for the company. In fact, part of his job includes making sure fire extinguishers are up to date and that hallways aren't blocked. As part of his scheme, Allen also checks the security cameras for blind spots and expects inspects the rotating cameras to see how long they stay on a specific field of view. For several months, Allen and his five friends meet regularly and plan the robbery. Due to his extensive research, Allen is able to provide them with maps, images, and detailed information. They even go on reconnaissance field trips, driving past the building and getting very familiar with the area. They vow that if any of them gets caught, they won't snitch on the others. On Thursday, September 12th, Allen is notified that he's going to be fired from Dunbar Armored for tampering with company property. As part of a prank, he had removed the headlight from one of the armored trucks. It was now or never. The next day, Allen would have to turn in his keys and lose access to the facility. Furthermore, the wee hours of Friday morning are the perfect time to strike. From experience, Allen knows the vault will be packed with money waiting to be distributed across the city in anticipation of weekend shopping. Thursday night, the crew of robbers hangs out at a party in Long Beach for a couple hours to establish alibis. They then slip away and change into black clothes and masks. They also don radio headsets for talking to each other and check their guns before driving about 25 miles to downtown Los Angeles. At this time of night, there's a little traffic and the journey takes less than half an hour. It's several minutes after midnight when the thieves arrive at the downtown Dunbar facility. They're able to drive their rented U-Haul truck into the parking lot without issue. Complaining, Allen had learned that the guard watching the camera for the parking lot had a new truck and kept the camera trained on his truck so he could view it. To get inside, Allen simply unlocks a side door and the robbers go right on in. Their first task is to evade detection on the various security cameras lining the hallways. Due to Allen's meticulous planning, they hug the walls and move during timed intervals to make their way past rotating cameras without being seen. The band is headed for the cafeteria, where they quickly take the hospitality staff hostage. At 12.30 a.m., most of the guards go on lunch break. As each guard arrives at the cafeteria, the robbers ambush and take them hostage one by one, prevent, preventing them from sounding the alarm or alerting other guards. All the captured guards are laid face down, and their arms and ankles are bound with duct tape. The robbers also take the key for the vault, prep room from one of the hostage guards. This room has cameras that can't be avoided, so the robbers just rush the two armed guards inside and take them hostage too. Now the robbers need to get into the vault, which has 18-inch steel doors. However, due to the volume of money being moved through the facility on a Friday night, the vault has been left open for easy use. The robbers go into the vault, using bolt cutters snap the ordinary padlocks in the metal cages, storing the bags of cash. Money in the vault is sorted by delivery routes, and Alan has memorized which routes use large denomination bills. He has his crew avoid bags of new cash with se sequential serial numbers. They mainly grab sacks filled with stacks of 20 bills that have been destined for automated telling machines around the city. Robbers quickly load the bags of cash onto metal carts, which they wheel to the loading dock. They back their truck up to the dock and load up. In about 30 minutes, they move $18.9 million in cash. Alan has two final tasks before they split. 
He steals the security tapes from the recording system in the security control room and then races to a locked closet elsewhere in the facility to steal the secret backup security tapes and recording equipment, which is in a locked cabinet. Robbers also smash cameras on the way out. Without a single gunshot being fired, Alan Pace and his crew have pulled off the largest cash heist in American history. The robbers go to an apartment that belongs to one of them and change back into their party clothes. They return to the house party in Long Beach and play it cool. At this point, most thieves would be impatient and dumb. They'd flash their money around and go on spending sprees. However, these robbers are smarter than most. Alan gives each member of the crew 100000 to be used for quiet, discreet spending. For the agreed upon plan, the rest of the cash will have to wait until the heat's off. The robbers pack the remaining $18.2 million in garbage bags and move them into a self-storage facility for safekeeping. A task force involving local police, FBI, and other federal authorities quickly forms to investigate the heist. The Dunbar Company and their insurer, Lloyds of London, offer a $125,000 reward for information leading to the robber's arrest and conviction. However, authorities are soon stumped. There are no fingerprints, no names when talking during the robbery. The thieves had called each other by number. There is no video evidence of the crime either. The one thing investigators are certain of is that it's an inside job. Someone with intimate knowledge of the operations of the Dunbar Armored Facility has to be involved, especially since the robbers knew that the backup security tapes existed and stole those too. Authorities interview employees of the facility, hoping that someone knows something. One of the questions asked during these meetings is, which employee do you think could have committed this crime? Interestingly, the name of Alan Pace keeps coming up. The only major clue the authorities have is a small plastic tail light lens that was found at Dunbar's loading dock. It doesn't belong to any company vehicle. The FBI forensic lab in Washington analyzes it and determines that it's from a 14-foot U-Haul truck, but this promising lead is a flop. There are many U-Haul trucks on rent in greater LA at the time of the robbery. The only name they have is Alan's. They check to see if he rented a truck during the time of the robbery. Of course he hasn't. Investigators conduct surveillance on Alan. They even delve into his financial records. However, they discover nothing. Alan is living quietly at his mom's house. He hasn't made any flashy purchases. He stays away from the self-storage center where the money is hidden. As it turns out, Alan doesn't even have a bank account. The trail goes cold. Over six months pass. Alan cautiously begins to parcel out money to his crew. Plans to invest his share in rental properties, retire, and just live off his investments. The robbers slowly begin purchasing cars and property in cash. They use straw buyers to acquire at least 10 homes during public auctions of foreclosed properties. They allow family to live in these homes and rent them out. The robbers realize that they accidentally stole several bags of new money with sequential serial numbers, which could link them to the crime. Alan tells them that this money needs to be destroyed, so they some of the robbers go to one of their homes that has a fireplace and try to get rid of it by burning it. But U.S. money is manufactured to be somewhat anti-flammable, and the stacks of money burn slowly. The robbers decide to go to Las Vegas instead and play the slot machines to get rid of the new money. Unfortunately, crisp new money jams in the slot machines. So the robbers end up putting the money through a washing machine to make them usable. More time passes. Alan sets up a company, Extreme Entertainment, which rents party supplies, but it's mainly a front to launder the stolen money. 
He puts his accomplices on the payroll, pays himself and them very high salaries. About two years after the robbery, one of the robbers, Eugene Hill, makes a fatal mistake. He hires a real estate broker to purchase a property. He gives a man a stack of cash that is still wrapped in the original cash straps. The broker is suspicious and alerts police. Authorities investigate and realize that based on the dates and handwriting on the straps, cash is part of the cash stolen from the Dunbar facility. <clears throat> the authorities dig into Eugene's financial records and also subpoena thousands of U-Haul records. They learn that Eugene rented a 14-foot U-Haul a day before the robbery and had returned it a day later. When police arrest Eugene, they find in his possession more cash in the original money wrappers. Eugene quickly confesses and rolls on his accomplices in return for a lesser sentence. <laughs> so much for um, keeping quiet. Alan and the five other robbers are arrested and put on trial in the spring of 2001. To the end, Alan denied taking part in the robbery. He claimed that he was being set up by his former friends as revenge for cheating with a friend's wife. Four of the robbers and Alan's crew plead guilty and are sentenced to federal prison for terms ranging from seven and a half to ten years. The fifth robber, robber receives 17 and a half years. Alan, the mastermind, is sentenced to 24 years. Also, the robbers are ordered to pay $18.9 in restitution. Authorities have accounted for about $7 million taken in the heist. Most of that was spent on homes, cars, and other items. It's estimated that several hundred thousand dollars were burned or gambled away in Las Vegas. Many authorities say there is, that there is as much as $10 million still hidden somewhere. As of 2021, this money has not been found. Alan Pace will soon complete his prison sentence. Once he gets out, can he secretly retrieve the missing stolen cash, change his identity, and retire on a beach somewhere? We shall see. And that is all we have for this episode of the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. Let us know your thoughts on, on this episode and what other unsolved heists should we cover next. Let us know. Um, be sure to hit that subscribe button. And thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. Follow us on Twitter at True Crime NS. Like us on Facebook at True Crime Never Sleeps. Send us a voice message at anchor.fm slash true crime never sleeps slash message. Tune in next week for an all new episode. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. 
Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.